Good morning, friends. It's Autumn, coming at you from the editing room. Just wanted to do a quick little preface about this episode. Um, it's late, uh, as you may have noticed. Um, it's going up on May 8th. It was supposed to go up on May 1st. It was recorded before May 1st. Um, as you'll hear in the episode, on the day we recorded it, I was feeling kind of sick, um... And I'm going to try to take out most or all the coughs, and I apologize if there's still some coughs that are left in there. Um, I was trying to struggle through it um, to, to, to varying degrees of success throughout the episode, but um, so I apologize about that. Um, and then literally the night after we recorded, like, Nora caught what I had, I started feeling worse, she felt like death it's been it, it, it it's it's lingered like i you know um over a week later now a week and one day later i still feel a little congested i don't know if you can hear that i hope you can't um so we were supposed to record the final episode about return of the king or 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 at least the main content we'll we will do an episode about the appendices but we were supposed to record that last episode Yesterday evening, Nora um, was still very sick, and I still wasn't at 100%, and so we decided to push things off a week. But you won't hear, hopefully, everything going according to plan, you will not hear us push it off again. So you got this episode a week late, and then we'll, and then you'll get the next episode, quote-unquote, on time, um, if that makes sense. If it doesn't. Don't worry about it. There will be another episode next week, unless the sky falls. Um, so, uh, thank you everybody for being patient with us while um, this episode fell a little behind. I know no one has commented about it. I am just self conscious. So, uh, I just wanted to. I just wanted to thank everybody for being patient, and I wanted to say sorry if there are any coughs and, and sniffles that I miss. Um, and I think the episode came out really good, and I hope everybody enjoys it. Um, you're going to hear a little uh, jazzy Lord of the Rings tune, and then you're going to hear the main episode. Thank you so much. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Speak, friend, and enter the Bag End Book Club. I'm Nora. I'm joined by M. Hello! And Autumn. I'm sick. And Jackson. I'm also sick. I'm not sick yet. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm tired, but I'm fine. I'll hold this whole podcast on my back. Much like Samwise Gamgee. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think Samwise Gamgee gives a lot of fucks. Eh, Whatever. So do I, ultimately, but I'm fronting, like Samwise Gamgee does. Every time he says, oh, I don't actually care about all this shit, Mr. Frodo. Let's go back to the Shire. He does care. I don't, I must have missed that chapter. <laughs> I wasn't dropping no eaves, sir. I liked these chapters a lot. But 
they're absolutely nothing chapters. These <laughs> are like <laughs> these are the the heart of Lord of the Rings to me. Is it's not about <laughs> it's not about the journey. It's about well, you did the thing. The world's changed, and now you just got to fucking deal with the aftermath. Everyone's just got to go home. We're never going to see each other. Not all of us. Like, well, you know, we might meet, but I don't think all of us are ever going to be together again. Sometimes it really is just like, no, that's it. No, no more. No more of this. I have to walk away. The the, the weird thing, we should summarize them, but I guess just like the weird thing about talking about these chapters is that there were two moments where I nearly cried during these chapters. I was Mm -hmm. so moved by things that were happening. Yes. But I also have nothing to discuss because it's just, and then life went on. (laughs) Imagine it's... Go ahead. Imagine it's 1999, mm-hmm. and you're getting ready to create a film adaptation of The Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. and you get to these chapters. Uh-huh. What do you think they did? Uh, <laughs> I think they probably did a Star Wars putting a medal on everybody, uh, Ewoks dancing over the burning corpse of the Emperor or whatever. Um yep. So you're like you're completely right, but it's really good. Yeah. But also, <laughs> uh, like ninety percent of this is just gone. Uh, yes, and it's also control. Uh, you know, control A, delete. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they th- that that scene literally exists, except it's fucking incredible. Okay. Anyway, anyway, I will summarize these chapters. Um, we see Frodo and Sam literally like. I guess we should get to higher ground so the the volcano doesn't swallow us. And then uh, they collapse from exhaustion. Like, I, you know, I guess we'll just lay down and die. Thankfully, the eagles, having uh, routed the uh, Nazgul and, you know, everyone fleeing in a panic, decide Gandalf calls down the king of the eagles. And it's like, I need you to bear me one last time. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm so heavy. And he's like, even if you were made of stone, I would bear you this time. And they go all the way to Mount Doom and they pick up the hobbits. And uh, Sam wakes up. So yeah, Sam wakes up in a tent several days later. Um, Frodo's resting comfortably. Sam's like, was it all a dream? And sees that Frodo only has nine fingers. It was not all a dream. Uh, but Gandalf's watching over them. Sam's baffled at the idea that Gandalf's alive because they did not know. Um, and, uh, they get caught up to speed. Um, you know, every, basically everyone who was fighting the last battle is fine. The Eagles took them and tended their wounds. They are in the camp of the king waiting to go in, like, come to Gondor and, like, announce themselves for Aragorn's coronation or uh, everyone meets each other. It's a it's a great scene. Um, everyone walks in the city, and uh, would actually cut to the houses of healing, where Faramir's mm. up and about, just kind of brooding, um, and Eowyn's up and about, really brooding, like turbo brooding. <laughs> and she and she's like, I need I need a I need a horse and a sword, and I need to fucking go. And he's like, I don't have the the dog, the house of the healing guys. Like, I don't have the. Uh, I don't have the authority to let you go. And she's like, who does? It's like, well, the steward. And it's like, well, t- summon him. He's like, he's, he's actually here recovering. He's down in the courtyard. So she goes and talks to him and uh, he sees her and immediately like just understands what her fucking deal is and feels bad, but is also very yeah. smitten because she's, uh, she's hot and tough and very different than all of the women of Gondor. And he's like, well, the doctor says that you can't actually like go because you're really not well enough yet. Um, and also, even if you wrote out today, you couldn't catch them in time to do anything. So I, I beg you stay here with me. Um, at least you'll make me feel better. And when you're fully recovered, then we can see about it. Like if no one's still back, then you can ride out and go die in defense of whatever's left or whatever. I don't care. And she's like, okay, I'll do that for you. Uh, Cause you seem like a stand up guy. You're kind of like Argorn. <laughs> 
50 percent hardcore um and they hang out for a couple days and uh you know in their woe at the end of the world decide and maybe they like each other quite a bit maybe maybe ellen's not actually ready to ride out and die just for a guy she's met twice and uh farm is like man maybe there is some hope in the world if uh you know if everything turns out and they're standing on uh the, the, the precipice overlooking the fields and the clouds when finally the, the mountain explodes and they're like that, that seems fucked up is that like is the, is the world ending and they're like maybe it's a good thing i, I kind of feel like it's a good thing and like um eagles fly over and announce that what's happened and everyone in the city bursts into song and they kiss and uh, they're together whatever it's um, so good yes um king and his aunt new and every everyone comes in and um and, uh, you know, while everyone's waiting, like Galadriel and her husband show up and um, it's just busy, like fucking everyone shows up um, mm. and uh, it's, you know, we're going to do the coronation. Um, uh, there's a bit where uh, Aragorn goes to get like they bring the crown down from like the last king was wearing it. They bring the tomb down and um, Faramir's like, I, I give up my seat i don't longer you know there's no longer steward and he's like actually i'm gonna keep the stewardship because it's a good idea um and uh you get to have it it's yours as long as you want it um and uh then he has frodo bear the crown to gandalf who is the one who coronates aragorn because he's like these are the two that actually got me the the kingship um everyone's very happy and moved whatever um and then he's waiting for something and everyone's like uh, there's a bit where like they're just chilling and frodo's like we mm-hmm. should probably leave like what about Bilbo? Like Bilbo didn't come. There's like guys from uh, Rivendell that came, right? And uh, is that here? Yeah. Is that like yeah? It's like Bilbo's not here. It's like we're waiting. It's like what are you waiting for? I can't tell you. Yet. You just gotta wait, chill. Um, and they wait and they wait. And uh, one day Gandalf takes uh, Aragorn up into the high mountains above Gondor, like it's like the Ten Commandments or whatever. And they find a sapling of the the line of trees that are from like, um, from across the sea, uh, nebulous and um like the like the dead tree in the courtyard they plant it and it flowers and here we go and uh, that's the sign that something is coming and what comes is elrond bearing his daughter who is wed to aragorn instantly and gives yeah. up her elf ship um and becomes the queen of gondor wife delivery wife delivery <laughs> um there's a bit here where like uh Aomer and Eowyn leave to Rohan to set everything right because there was a war happening everywhere and they need to go tend to their kingdom and then they come back and s- th- uh, how long has it been it's like a couple months or whatever that seems to be the implication or these like two days ago yeah, um, around that because the- Theoden's lying in the halls of Gondor They're like we'll come get him when everything's set to right and then you can come and that's when uh Faramir and Eowyn will get together for good um, you're and- right and everyone rides over to Rohan bearing um burying uh theoden's body and uh, they bury him in a mound and everyone uh salutes king aomer and aomer salutes his sister getting wed to faramir and argorn gives them the lands across the river um telling him his jobs to like they're gonna tear down minas ithil and he's gonna mind the like slopes leading up to the, the mountains um you know his, where he was hanging out when he was like a guard like those places yeah um and uh, that's where uh, Arwen turns back and her and Elrond have this parting uh, that they just talk about. Like, you know, they went up to the mountains and it was very bitter because they'll never see each other again because Arwen's giving up her elfness and just going to die like a human. And the elves don't mm-hmm. do that. And so unlike uh, literally every other elf, no matter what happens to them, they will never see each other again. 
period. Um, and like it was bitter and long and no one knows what was said. Um, yes. So uh, they keep going north. Um, there, oh, before Arwen leaves, she does say she has a gift for Frodo and she says, if you want it, uh, you can have my passage west, um, which is where elves go when they're done with being on Earth. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. I I think I missed a little detail here, because I was like, okay, so Frodo can pass west now, but I didn't understand quite why that was. Okay. Yeah, she's giving up her place to him as a gift uh, for, you know, saving the world. Um, anyway, uh, they, they go to Orthanc, um, and Treebeard's here, and they've torn down the ring, and uh, they're like, oh, how's it going? He's like, it's all going very good. And everyone's amazed. And uh, Aragorn's like, I'll remember your deeds forever. And he's like, oh, forever is far too big a word for Ents. Uh, but I appreciate the gesture. Uh, and then Gandalf's <laughs> like, where's Saruman? And he's like, a well, funny thing about that. I know you said not to let him out, but I let him out. He seemed kind of <laughs> helpless and he wanted to go. And so I was like, yeah, fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? Um, and he snuck away. I had him turn over the keys and he snuck away. Um, and so he gives the keys to Arkorn and um, they say goodbye to Treebeard. Um, Merry and Pippin have more end drop, even though they're already three inches taller than every other hobbit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, there's a bit more... like, wait a fucking second. What yes. the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, this is where they part with Aragorn, who's going back down to tend to the kingdoms of men. Um, there actually there's just a couple things one uh when they're at helm's deep there is a bit where gimli and legolas go into the caves um yeah and uh and legolas is like gimli was right about everything my life has been changed there's never been a time where an elf was at a loss for words but a dwarf could find them and that's fucked up um when they get to fangon forest they're like we have our you have your leaf tree we would like to explore the forest and um they take off to go through the forest to their part of the world where like the lonely mountain and Mirkwood is. And this is where they part. And they're like, uh, the, the whole fellowship will probably never again meet all at once under the earth. Um, and they say goodbye and they, they bounce. Um, Aragorn actually stays with them for a little longer. They're going North, like along the like route on the, the West side of the Misty mountains uh, talking. Um, there's a whole thing where it's like at night, all of the like, you know, elder characters, Aragorn and uh, Gladriel and, Elrond are all talking, Gandalf are all talking like psychically to each other about all the things of the world that are happening. Um, at some point, Argon bounces, Gladriel bounces with her husband to go back over the mountains to her place. Um, and uh, they, the most they keep- useless husband in all of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he doesn't matter. Celebrimbor is that his name, right? He doesn't matter. Um, yeah. No, the other guy. The Celeborn. other guy. Yes, Celeborn. Sorry. Um, Celebrimbor is the guy who made the rings. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, they make their way to Rivendell. Um, and Bilbo's here. And because the ring is uh, broken, uh, he his age is caught up with him. And he's 129 and he's old. He's fucking old. And he's kind of senile and he's in his dwindling years. And it's really heartbreaking. <laughs> Um, Because he's really excited Uh, to see everyone, and they're really excited to see him, um, but he just can't hold on to anything they're telling him, and Mm -hmm. uh, they realize that he's not been writing the big epic about his tales and Frodo's tales while they were gone, because he's just fucking old. Um, Yeah. It's really beautiful, but it's really fucking sad. Um, It's fucking sad, dude. (laughs) Um, And uh, and then, um, while they're there... um, Frodo, uh, Bilbo says, Frodo, one last thing. Uh, obviously, I've been writing. He's like, has one moment of clarity. Well, he won. First, he asked where the ring is, and they have to remind him that it's gone. He's like, all right, that's what you went to do. Um, 
clearly I don't have it all together. Would you take care of my notes and documents? And they gather them all up and they pack them up and they're going to take them with them. Um, and then Frodo's, Frodo's like, I'll be back um, to see Bilbo, obviously, and deliver the, the edits and um, he can look over them, whatever, like as just like a token gesture. And Elrond's like, okay, but unless you come back within a year, don't worry about it because we'll be coming your way because uh, it's time for us to go. Um, hmm. And Frodo's like, shit, okay ticking clock on everything then huh um and uh that's when they decided they really oh while they're on their way I, sorry there's like eight thousand things that happen while they're on their way to rivendell they're not there yet they run across Sar- saruman and uh worm yeah. on the road um and worm is just described as like this crawling <laughs> lecher like just like a disgusting like creature he's like fully golemfied, like at this point yeah um and saruman's just like a dirty beggar and everyone stops and is like we're going to give you one last chance. Like, you know, clearly didn't go well for you, but we have pity in our hearts. Um, and Saruman just kind of spits at them about it, hates it. Um, there's a bit where he, he like taunts the hobbits being like, oh yeah, I bet you, you took, you're the ones who took all of my weed and Mary or Pippin, I don't remember which one is like, you can have the weed in my pouch, uh, gives him the pouch. And he's like, oh, you stole that from me. And it's like, yeah, but it's from the Shire. It's ours, you know, whatever. And I'll give it gladly. Um, but give me back my purse. And he's like, nah, you steal from me. I steal from you. And he just pettily takes their, like, the um, the pouch, the tobacco in it. Um, and gestures right. to the fact that, like, he knows people in the Shire. He gets the weed from the Shire. Um, and then he slinks off because they're not going to kill him because they, they feel bad for him. And they're just not like that. Um, and uh, Gandalf watching him go goes, you know. I understand why Trevor did that. I should, I, you know, I also couldn't just kill him, right? Because we could, but we're not going to. I still think he could probably cause some harm yeah. before he's done. <laughs> um, put a pin in that. Um, I do not trust that guy. Yeah. Um, I but thought of killing him. I'll just let him be sad and walk around. But yeah, it might be, it might be an active problem. I don't know. It's yeah. a bit weird. Anyway, uh, that's really the, the the hobbits have resolved finally on their own to go. Uh, uh, Gandalf's going to go with them because he wants to stop at Bree and see Butterbur. Um, but otherwise, they're heading to the Shire uh, to settle in and you know return home from their journey. Um, Sam's given some like money, the last of the smog money to like set himself up if he wants to get married. The um, last of the smog vintage. Yes. <laughs> um, there's a bit where he bequeaths like uh, staying to Frodo and Frodo's like, oh, I, I never want to carry a sword again, but um, he has to take it anyway, basically. Um, yeah, but um, that's that's it. They're heading home. Finally, that's where we end, I believe. How long is the is the journey all told like two years? No, they no, it's like a about year. it's like a year. It's it's less than a year from setting out to they're okay. waking up after the Mount Doom. Yeah, okay. I can show you in the back of this book here this timeline that handful <laughs> helpfully uh, lays it all out. lays it all out by month. Huh. Yeah, I just um, it's the the year thirty eighteen. By the way, is when this takes place. Okay. <clears throat> um, I just like I had a moment where I was like, wait, is this book like? taking place over a way longer time frame than I thought when Bilbo just because the ring is shattered has aged 18 years in one year. Fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Gandalf shows up to tell Frodo about the ring mm-hmm. in April. Uh-huh. And, and March 25th is the... In March 25th of the next year Yeah, is when they, they throw the ring in the fire. So that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, there's a bit where like 
man, the Shire, going back to the Shire, it's like, you've got something gone a year, it's fine. You haven't been gone as long as Bilbo was. Yeah. Imagine how much faster Weird. this book would go if they had cars. <laughs> <laughs> Just this, a... It's not that long of a distance to a modern perspective, but yeah. they have to walk there. Yeah, that shit sucks. <laughs> um, just for reference, the two things that almost made me cry were one, um, everybody's singing for Frodo and Sam when they like first like walk out and everybody is like so proud of them and like Gandalf is like, oh, I need you to wear or you should wear the clothes that you wore at Mount Doom, you know, because like. We're going to, like, honor and celebrate, like, yeah. the hardships you went through. And, and then, of course, I almost cried at uh, Bilbo. Just the, everything with Bilbo. Also, they're at, like, they're at, like, this, like, three-chaired throne where it's, like, Aomer, uh, Prince Imrahil, and then Aragorn at the top. And Aragorn gives them both his seat so they can sit together in his chair. <laughs> and that's just good. It's so good. I can't believe that bit so didn't make it in the fucking on. movie. <laughs> Two two guys chilling the, together uh, on the big the, throne. Yes, just them on the throne. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think these chapters are beautiful and heartbreaking. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they yeah. are. It's just the end of a uh, end of a good thing. Um, and it's like fine, and mo- everyone's pretty much resolved to it. Like they knew this was going to happen. There's a bit where like. Uh, where Saruman's like, you know, the rings have no power and everything, everything you like, you're not going to get to enjoy this new age, the like fourth age. It's all men. And uh, Gandalf's like, yeah, I did it anyway. <laughs> what was yeah. the alternative? It was my job. Yeah, I was I, I was put here to take care of Sauron and I fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to clock out in like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I just, like, for years before I read this, you know, just assumed that, like, Frodo, like, throws the ring in and then comes back down from the mountain. I assumed the eagles would come pick him up and then that would be the end. Uh, And so, just getting, like, three and then I assume three more chapters of, like, everything that happens after you throw the ring into Mount Doom is really touching and like heartbreaking and fucking good. <laughs> yeah. I love everything with Faramir and Eowyn, like their little like sub chapter. Yes. Um, I, I think that is so fucking good. Um, just like these two people who like get each other immediately. Yes. The bit where she realizes that like both Faramir and Aragorn like started by understanding her situation, responding with pity but Faramir was able to go past that and Aragorn could not. And that's why she likes decides Faramir is the right choice is really good. Oh, I love guts and Casca. <laughs> is, um, is her arm just like permanently like, like blighted in that way still? Or no, it's... I don't think so. Cause is cause she was talking about like, yeah, it's fucked up, but I'm okay with it now. I don't think so. I think it's just like a longer recuperation because I think her arm was like fully broken. Yeah. I was thinking of the other arm though. Oh, the yeah. Stabbing yeah. in the I don't think so. I we I don't I don't think the book ever tells us explicitly, so. Hmm. 
Oh, I do like that they even wrap up uh, Baragon gets sent to he gets expelled from the city, but he's like made the head of Faramir's guard. Yes, that like I can I could so perfectly picture Aragorn like smiling as he's like, well, you know, in in the olden days, we would have had to kill you, but we're going to just exile you from the city. And then like little smile across his face is like, but it's all good. Don't worry about it. Yes. (laughs) It's actually kind of a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you get to chill with the guy who you did all of this to save. Yeah. Um, the other thing that comes up briefly, Argorn only briefly mentions it, and I don't think it actually plays a big deal in these books, but Argorn's like, you know, like, I'm king of the north, too, right? Like, the the whole thing is, like, this, the rangers came from a, like, kingdom, like, as oh, the right, kingdom yeah. of men receded, half of it was in the north and half was in the south, and now that he's, like, reestablished the south as a united kingdom, he's eventually going to ride north and, like, establish trade routes and, uh, you know a different kingdom up there too. So he's like, I'll see you again when I come North. Eventually whole kingdom is coming here. Yeah. But all uh, he says that and he's also like, he also mentions like the Shire will be free. Like the Shire is just going to be the Shire. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, he does also grant Gonbury gone all of the lands of the, the Pukul men. Um, oh yeah. No, no, no uh, imperialism happening today. Thank you. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> if the king is good. Yeah, if the, the king thing. is good, if the king it's is good. A great deal. It, the king's a great deal, and there there are very few kings in fiction better than Argon. <laughs> I would I would simply be a good king. Yeah. I, is there more than one king better than Aragorn? I really don't think so. I don't know. I, the, I, na- name name me the one better than Aragorn. There's only one you could argue. I think, and it's Arthur. I would I, not argue Arthur's I would a better d- king. Absolutely than Arthur. not argue that. Like no. it depends on the the portrayal, I guess. But no way. The actual uh, better king than Aragorn is the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Saber. <laughs> I'm just... That's Arthur. 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 I thought you were gonna say King of Kings Aslan and do a bit. No, no. I, I mean, I, I guess kind same of... thing, but. <laughs> I thought about kind of trolling and being like. Uh... Dalinar Colin, but I can't even I can't even do it. It's not even like, We both would have just told you. He is the, the high up. king. It's been so long. <laughs> he's not Arag- he's not fucking Aragorn. I he's bet not he sticks- I love- No, only Arwen is fucking Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Dalinar Colin. He's no Aragorn. I bet he sits around moping and being like, oh way more than Aragorn does. <laughs> he's actually characterized by doing the opposite of moping because he's the one who kicks down doors. And, and like, says, I'm fucking your mom. <laughs> and says, I'm, yeah. Okay. This is the books you like? You do a really bad job of presenting them to me. I believe that they are good, but I'm saying that the impression I'm getting is poor. It's so good. I love them. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't think of a better king than, uh, than Aragorn. Um, Aragorn? He was never a king. Aragorn was never a king, no. I mean, maybe he will be when <laughs> Christopher Paolini revisits... He's well. He's revisited once, and he has plans to revisit it in the future. That sounds like a thought. yeah. Th- that fucking space opera book did not pay the rent. That <laughs> he was writing for a fucking decade. <laughs> it's yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I I really like these chapters. Um, it's just good to like sit with this stuff. Uh, 
everything getting resolved and tied off neatly is very nice um none of it feels like oh and then it all it's all like there's there's an easy way to just make this look like and then it, all, all the subplots resolved perfectly uh but the layer of just melancholy on top of all of it is very good especially with everyone being like well i guess it's the age of men now and um what are we gonna do i guess uh, don't worry about it <laughs> well, we the, thing, the narrative also is like zooming in and out to like give like we they say straight up that like Minas Tirith becomes a city that for hundreds of years is beautiful and full of people and song and trees and everyone loves it there. <laughs> right. Um, yes. mm. Some people get happy endings. We know that Gimli and Legolas ride off together and Legolas is now haunted by the sea, but uh, they're bros and they just get happy. Like they went on an adventure. They, they found their, their significant other and they're riding off together. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a like treadmill quality to this last two chapters is like everything is just slowly moving back toward the west mm -hmm. and like you can't slow it down as like characters leave the story and like drop off from the the procession mm -hmm. and it's just like oh when we get to the end of this it's gonna be like the hobbits again yeah mm -hmm. yeah i did like the inversion of the quest itself is really good uh, yeah, and I'm. It's structured really well in that, like, it was kind of one of the um, not disappointments, but the Hobbit just goes, and then they went back again. It took nearly as long. The, the thing, <laughs> I, I love that Bilbo's like, "You did all this shit. Gandalf just took me home." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could have gone and seen a volcano and some Ents and Moria and like kingdoms of men. I could have been a knight. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Both both Pippin and Mary are told, your knight's in our service. We can call you back anytime. You're both <laughs> on like, leave. Yeah, <laughs> that was really fucking funny when Aragorn's like, hey, 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 you are not off the fucking hook. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait till my Amazon uh, Pippin TV spinoff series <laughs> uh, about them summoning Mary and Pippin back to be the knights you've got, of men. You've got to get Billy Boyd, though. He can do it now. It's he just he's older. He's yeah. just gonna come do What's it. What's he yeah. doing? Nothing. It's, get, um, get him. It's like um <laughs> Okay. So uh Pippin is like I have a very particular set of skills. And then the title card took. <laughs> God, God damn it. God fucking damn it. Uh there is a bit where I think I think it's Pippin's like, why don't we why don't you just give us a palantir and we can phone you up anytime? And he's like, Yeah, there's only like two of those and one of them's fucked. Like we just broke it. So you don't want to look in that one. So I only, I gotta yeah. keep the other one because I got king shit to do. I can't just use it to call bring you Yehus every time I want to say hi. And, and like presumably there's one where Baradur used to be. Well, I think that's under a pile of rubble now. So Yeah, yeah. That would take a big uh uh so Oh, also, uh, uh, it's mentioned that he uh, pardons all of the uh, the people that were fighting for Sauron that surrendered. Yeah. And he gave the lands around the lake in Mordor to the, the freed slaves of Sauron. Oh, yeah. Argord is here to free slaves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the Palantir stuff was um, not confusing, but a little surprising that I... I assume the Palantir was a little bit more inherently evil. No, like no, no, no. They're like right. just things just now, people used. No, now, now that it's like out of sound control, it's kind of useful. Yeah. Because Sauron <laughs> had... The, the problem there is that Sauron took the stone from his that was like the Master Stone. 
Uh, but now that's buried under a mountain, so they're never going to get that back. Yeah, yeah phones no are longer... great as long as the devil's not on the other end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no longer like a, you know, super evil back door in everyone's phone yes. so they can use them again. <laughs> yes, Morgan Freeman deleted all the computers. Exactly. And... <laughs> um, this is like an incredibly minor point, but like, at some point, Gimli gets in an argument once again about, like, Galadriel is oh, the prettiest right. woman. Who is he getting an yes. argument so with? So, this is when Aomer meets... Because right. there's a whole thing where it's like, if you ever see her, you have, to, you, have to, you have to come to me and admit that she's the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. And he's, he comes to Gimli and he's like, uh, Gimli, I, I need to talk to you. And he's like, what is it, king? Because at this point, he's fucking king of uh, Rohan. He's like, uh, we have to fight. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I've seen the lady. Oh, right. Girl, and I don't think she's the most beautiful woman in the world. And Gimli's like, what, you, what the fuck are you talking about? I want to fight a king or a certain international incident here. And he's like, I would have said it. I would have said it. I promised you I would have said it. But I saw Arwen first. And he's like, shit. <laughs> well, you know, I fell in love with the morning and you fell in love with the evening. And yeah, it, I thought we that both, line we was both so just love the sun. So we're just bros again. And they hug it out. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's uh there's like it's such a brief uh like the the description of that exchange is so brief. That it's just, uh, it's like half a page. It's like nothing. It's. I'm just trying to find it's the exact super exchange because funny, the though. pacing is really funny. Um, because yeah, I'm just stalling for time as I <laughs> find. Oh, um. Alas, said Aylmer, I will not say she is the fairest lady that lives. Then I must go for my axe, said <laughs> Love it. <coughs> yeah, I think these chapters are incredible. Um, there isn't a whole lot like of stuff to talk about, but they're just good. It's nice to have... Endings are so hard, and most, like... In the era where, like, everyone's doing cinematic storytelling, like, you, you blow up the thing, and then everyone's got to be wrapped up. And this just, yeah. like, is, like, the long tail of, it's bittersweet, some people get better endings than others, we all just kind of settled into having to deal with life going on, uh, because we made it through the other side. So, what's next? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I, like, I would want everything to have an ending as, like, poignant as this, that it's, like... Fucking incredible that Tolkien just fucking nails it, you know. And there's three more chapters. I don't know what the fuck that shit's gonna be. <laughs> You're the only person on Earth who doesn't know what that shit's gonna be. <laughs> this is the funniest <laughs> part of this journey. Um, I got to chapter seven today. I listened to one sentence. I was like, "Wait, I gotta, I gotta pause." <laughs> That's right, folks. Next week we'll be reading chapter seven, Homeward Bound. Chapter 8, The Scouring of the Shire, and Chapter 9, The Grey Havens. Yeah. I uh, I knew the words, The Scouring of the Shire, long before this podcast. I just assumed it was going to happen during Fellowship. Mm. So I don't know what the fuck that is anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll find out next week. And then that'll be the end of the book. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do an episode kind on of. the appendices, and then we'll move on to Silmarillion. Yeah, well, I'm excited. we're doing all the appendices in just one like that. Yeah, it's not actually that much. Uh, it looks I'm like really... a lot, but a lot of it's like a timeline and some like runes, and it doesn't, you know. Yeah, I'm really curious what I'm going to think about the Summerland. Me too. 
Um, because I I real I I wonder how broad it's gonna. I want I wonder how much further past Lord of the Rings it'll go. I'm I know it goes all the way back into the past of the creation myths, but I don't know how much like further into the future it goes if Lord of the Rings is as far as Middle Earth, uh, makes it. And then um, then we can start talking about things like, should we read those other the Does Christopher Tolkien. What? Christopher Tolkien stuff? Yeah, those newer ones. Who knows? Maybe. The I guess we could talk about it later. Um, but the appendices are about a hundred pages. That's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh last thoughts on this penultimate episode of the the journey. Nothing for me. The quest is fulfilled. Uh, it's good. I'm dreading revisiting those movies because I remember liking them a lot and rereading this kind of cemented to me that I'm going to have a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> the thing for me is that even though I know that they are different, I still just love them. So Yeah, I mean, look, I haven't rewatched them since the mid-aughts and I have those nice 4K HDR versions. I'm really excited, like, because say what you will about a lot of the writing and directing in those movies, uh, they're very well cast and the design of the world is fucking impeccable, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm still gonna have a great time watching the movies, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, yeah, yeah. like on, on one level, you can be like, oh, it's not as good as these incredible, very influential books, but then on the other side, it's like, they're making four more Avatar movies. They are making. You know what? I probably won't see those. I'll be very honest with you. I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm probably not watching the Avatar movies. And like you say that, like, oh, this great influential book, but also like, do they? Is James Cameron making the first Avatar movie if the Lord of the Rings movies don't happen? No, I don't think so. Like, no, th- I those mean, movies are yeah. also that in the yeah. way. Uh, yeah, but I just mean like this is the mm. same way that modern fantasy that we don't always like comes out of Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. Movies that suck come out of Lord of the Rings. It's all all connected, I guess. There was a fucking <clears throat> interview thing about um, Spider-Man 1 going around today, just the oral history of when Spider-Man 1 happened, and it featured this absolutely amazing quote in the middle of it, just like dropped in. It was, um, we didn't have a lot of those characters, uh, kind of characters, but in those days, to be honest, I don't, I didn't really think about things this, this way. You know, nobody talked about IP. Nobody said content. People didn't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that was the fucking movie studio executive saying that. I mean, like, no, remember we didn't always talk about content all the time? <laughs> like, damn. Remember back in 2002 when no one fucking knew or cared who had the movie rights to Spider-Man? No one cared. It was it was awful, but I'm sure the extent of the, you know, it was still, there's still people walking around movie studios being like, we're going to make an excellent picture. Spider-Man, that's that's the picture. (laughs) Those guys are all dead. They were like 80 at that point, and now they're all dead. Yeah, the it was the end of the third age. Now we're in the yeah. fourth, the fourth age, the age of content. Um, I, I I would love to know how. I, I that's the thing I'm most curious about is how specific they get about what happens in the fourth age in this stuff. Because obviously, like I understand the the basic metaphor of the age of men happens, which is we're living it. I'm I'm in the age of men. It sucks. Um, <laughs> but I just wonder how like what that means for how they uh, the talk about anything in the future of the um of the book because i assume they're not gonna fucking you know battlestar galactica that shit 
Um, but that would be really funny if they did. I don't know what that means. Me neither. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to be in the Silmarillion. It's not. I know it's on the Silmarillion, but according to Tolkien, we are in the seventh age. So there are there are. <laughs> so he Tolkien does have a way to get from the end of Lord of the Rings. So, so hang on. If the fourth age is the age of man, yeah. What the fuck is age five and six and seven? BC and AD. Um, this is. I don't think this is ever actually sketched out. Um, the, okay. the his his demarcation was that he would say that the age, the sixth age came to an end with World War Two. Huh. Oh. That was the beginning of the era called the Cold War. <laughs> well, he specifically said it was the, the the seventh age is the age of technology. Was his uh, division? Hmm. Um. So, so how, where's um, where where's age five? Like age five begins the seventeen hundreds. Like nothing, nothing. You you go you you get nothing. <laughs> well, no, I, I wasn't asking for it, but specifically saying World War II, I have a lot of questions backdating the prior ages. I like, mean, the given, given, the, given the arbitrary length of some of the ages, um, the, 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 the fifth age could have ended in like 10,000 BC and no one would, you know, like. I'm just saying, I, if you say the, first age, is... the first age goes to like a time where numbers don't matter much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I know. Um I feel like it's not unreasonable to have the if the sixth age ends at World War Two, then like the fifth age is like the fifth age ends at the birth of Jesus. Obviously, the, I, the I fifth just age is just like antiquity. I would have assumed that the age of technology begins in like eighteen hundred, seventeen eighty. You know, and does the revolution shit. Which is not, um, uh, you know what, okay, I was so, never asking, okay. So, um, <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing, is Tolkien just tell different people different things. In a yes. letter, <laughs> in a letter in 1958, he said, the events of Lord of the Rings happened probably 6,000 years earlier, and it's about the end of the fifth age, and the length of ages that remain unchanged, but they probably quickened, so it's probably the end of the sixth age or the beginning of the seventh. However, he did not explain the criteria of why the ages should be shortened. Two years after that letter... Tolkien changed his idea and wrote, instead, we were already in the year 1960 of the Seventh Age, indicating that this age starts from the year zero. Okay. Oh, what a king. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's writing him like, hey, Tolkien, what age are we in? He's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Six, seven, I don't know. I didn't get that far. I'm going to die soon. <laughs> Still writing these goddamn letters. Yeah. There's no lore Bible, but you know. Ah, oh, it's so good that Tolkien never lived to see a wiki. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would have liked it. That's the worst part. He would have been like, oh, this is very useful, actually. Yeah. Oh, would Tolkien be the guy who's like, I don't actually remember why I have to go back and check my fan wikis all the time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, he stops writing to fill out the wiki. Like, that's absolutely where he ends up. I mean, that's the... Wait. Literally what I happens just, to the Game of Thrones guy. I could have just done this instead of writing it in prose. This is much better. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's a podcast. Um uh after we after next week we will be uh going back two weeks. The after in two reverse weeks. order. What? After we have to we're we're changing our order after the um after the appendices. 
I was just saying we were going to start reading the books again in reverse order, much like oh, okay. the company. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about our actual schedule and not a bit. No, I was doing a bit. I'm so confused. What the fuck is happening? Doesn't matter. Jackson, Jackson where can people where can find people you? find you online? Uh, you find me at headfullsoff on twitter.com. Find the podcast that me and I do at abnormalmapping.com. Em, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at em underscore bing. If you'd like to support me and Jackson's podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash normalmapping. Apparently, Blockbuster is the one that everyone is telling, like, in a podcast, oh, you should listen to Blockbuster. It's $5. It's really good. Pay $10. Listen to VoIP Life. It's stupid, but it's fun. <laughs> I love Blockbuster. It's not as good as Blockbusters, but god damn it, I like it more. <laughs> I love Blockbuster. Or I love Voip Life. Whatever. Voip I mean, I love great. them both, but Voip Life is my fave. Voip Life is the podcast that I drop everything else to listen to. Good. Autumn, where can people find me online? You can find me on Twitter. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find the podcast at exportodd.io. You could find me in bed because I'm sick watching the Sixers game. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. Find stuff I've done at NoraPlate.online. Uh you can find me on exportaud.io, patreon.com slash export audio. You can uh listen to things like Attention Duelists, which is our Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast I do with Olivia. You can pay us five dollars as well and listen to Pop Town Funk, which we're behind on again. But we're going to do it soon. Only by a few days. Only. No, by like a week. It's a week. It's... By seven days exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, 28th. It's a week. <laughs> That's a good uh, podcast. It's the 28th, but we but we still need to do our 14th episode. No, we need to do our 21st episode. Oh my no. god, end the show! <laughs> I'm trying! Everyone keeps interrupting me. Stop saying things wrong. Shut the fuck up. Doing where one of you is high. Most uh, of them these days, it feels like. But... <laughs> I mean, we did an episode of Export where I was high. Oh, then yeah. my, that must be the one I remember. You were just high and just very distracted. It was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, give us money. Give them money. And uh, you will enjoy lots of good podcasts. Yeah. Read for Ruin in the Red Dawn. Yeah.